Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 64 of It's Not the Worst Movie Ever podcast. We're bringing you this episode on December 13th, 2021. Wow, we're almost finished with this year. Crazy. Uh. Uh, I am your host, Lee Patek, and my co-host, Sterling Hammer. And, uh, of course, when we talk about these movies, uh, I must issue a spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about this week's movie, which I have chosen. Um, it's a, uh, little bit of a departure, I guess, from, uh, Sterling's choice. Fun life. <laughs> yeah. Um, this was definitely, uh... You know, not a fun, you know, family comedy, ooh, hijinks and all that. Nope, none <laughs> of that. No fun. <laughs> no happiness. Pretty much, no. Uh, this, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's There Will Be Blood, a uh, movie from uh, 2007. It's crazy to think it's that old. I know it doesn't look like it's at all. It looks timeless. It kind of does. I'll give you that. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, this is an incredible movie, at least in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. There's gonna be there's a lot to talk about. Probably not gonna be able to talk about everything that I even want to talk about. Um, Stay tuned for the TikTok, but whatever. We'll talk about that later. Of course, TikTok. Yeah, good old TikTok. So yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's go into this film. Uh, so, There Will Be Blood tells the story of a man named Daniel Plainview, who, uh, at first we see him, uh, uh, as a, uh, a gold miner, I guess, uh, during, like, the, the height of, like, the gold rush or whatever. Maybe towards the end. Or the end, because, He switches uh, over soon. Yeah, because we, uh, we... Open the opening scene is him digging for gold, um, and horribly <laughs> injuring his leg. Like fall, he falls down in the hole that he's uh, digging in, mm-hmm. and he has to uh, crawl his way, you know, out of the desert uh, with his gold. You don't see that necessarily. Um, but that, it implies that. But it definitely implies that. And it, that almost could have been its own movie uh, in and of itself. Yeah. Like its own little survival <coughs> uh, survival movie. And that's why, um, interestingly enough, uh, Quentin Tarantino is a huge fan of this movie. Makes sense. Um, he's really close friends with the director of this film, Paul Thomas Anderson. Mm. Um and when he was talking about this movie, uh, Quentin Tarantino said something really interesting. He he mentioned the fact that, uh, yeah, like him traveling or him crawling through the desert, you know, would have made for its own movie unto itself. Yeah, and just I for think, a hunk of gold. And he said, and the other interesting thing that he said was uh, that almost the fact that he makes that journey. And you know he's he had that kind of determination, yeah, and self, yeah, that self determination. Um, that almost kind of gives him the right 
to be the <laughs> the bastard that he ends up becoming. Yeah, because he always he just has his he does what he means. He's a self. He's the classic self-made man of that era. Yeah. Um. So he makes it back to town, and uh, we see them processing his gold. Um. It's well, kind. He just lays on the ground like, bruh. No, I. He <coughs> actually, when you really look, if you really look at him, he's looking at those guys, making sure that they don't get sticky fingers, mm. try to steal his gold. Probably that happened a lot back then, especially if he oh, comes in sure. looking like that. For sure, yeah, yeah. Already, like his leg broken and shit. <coughs> um, yeah. So we flash forward a few years, um, and now Daniel is a. Uh, wait. Yeah, we yeah, we flash forward a few years, and Daniel is now uh, an oil prospector. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, I guess, with the money that he got from uh, gold mining, he's got a couple uh, patches of land that he's uh, drilling for oil. Um, and uh, during one of his little, uh, or not little, but during uh, a trip down into the little uh, tar hole <laughs> where they're getting the oil. Yeah, uh, they fill it with, like, buckets. It's super primitive in the beginning. Oh, yeah, and this is, you know, it almost is sort of like... Like, this is the beginning of all of our environmental problems. Yeah, like, they literally, like, they just, like, s- dig a deep hole where there's, like, probably oil kind of seeping from, like, the ground. Mm-hmm. Then they start dropping, like, a giant spear thing into the ground. Bonk! And, like, like trying to, like, stab the oil out. The oil eventually starts coming out, and they just, like, fill buckets. And they, yeah. Take it up, and then just fill a giant hole with it. Mm-hmm. That's how you get oil in the back of the day. Super and, clean. And when... <laughs> And when they're doing this uh, one day, there's a, uh, I guess uh, one of his employees is down there with him. The device that they're using to bring the buckets up breaks and falls on the other uh, employee. Smashing his face. Crush, crushes him. You, it's pretty, it's probably the most graphic. folds. Probably the most graphic scene in the whole movie. Other than the other guy getting his face smashed in later. Oh, at the end? Well, we'll talk about that. Um, well, no, the other worker. <laughs> well, did, oh yeah, yeah, we do see that. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll get to that. I mean, that's not really that important. Another like employee later it's on. Head smash. It's just basically showing like this job's dangerous and people die. And how like the pro- like all these barons. And it leads into, it leads into a good scene and beating the shit out of that guy and humiliating him. Right. But yeah, we'll, yeah. Uh, interruptingly, legal. Uh yeah, there's a lot to go through. Um so yeah, it turns out that this guy uh the employee uh had a son, a little baby son that he brought along. Yeah. Um and I for whatever reason, well we kind of find out later on in the film, but uh Daniel decides to uh, adopt the child. And uh after this we flash forward another few years. Now we're in the 1910s. Um, he's got his, his operations full, up and running, mm-hmm. and it's way more modern. And he's he's going to ta- now he's going to towns and offering like, hey, you know, if you let me drill in your town, you know, it's gonna mean big business. It's gonna mean work for all the men in the town. Good paying work. Yeah. Um, and then during the like the town meeting, like the. <laughs> I guess like everybody has this big disagreement on 
like how much to pay or whatever. And Daniel just fucking walks out. And the, the one of the guys seems really desperate. Like, oh, don't like, don't you want to buy it? Uh, don't you want to buy the land? He's like, probably like the mayor or something. Yeah, and uh, Daniel's like, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't take this land even if you gave it to me as a gift. And then he goes on to uh, another little area, which is called Little Boston. This whole film, ta- this film takes place all in California, by the way. Yeah, it's really like you're like this is California. That's how California was back then, you know. It's you used hundreds, to have a lot of oil, I guess. Hundreds and hundreds of years have passed since uh, this since this film was set, you know, set in Not hundreds, but a hundred years. Well, he probably started in like the eighteen eighties, I would say. Maybe. Still, it'd only be like hundred fifty years. It's still, it's a long time. It's hundreds of years. Yeah. So, things have changed a lot. Not at all. Um. So yeah, he uh, he eyes this other little piece of land, um, and when he's with his like he's uh with one of his associates. Uh, one night, uh, a uh, a young man walks in by the name of Paul, Paul Sunday, and uh, immediately knows, like, who Daniel is, uh, what he's there for, he, and he knows that there's oil on his land, the land that his family lives on. Um, and so... He he goes there to make a deal with Daniel, and presumably, presumably, we're led to believe that he kind of just shrugs Paul off, and then he's gonna pay the family later or whatever uh, for the land, or he's gonna visit their house, and he's gonna go there under the pretense of quail hunting with his son, um, and you know, sort of coming in and thinking. Or in kind of, I guess, tricking the father into uh, selling him the land under the under the guise that he's going to use it as like like hunting land for quail. Mm-hmm. And uh, but really, he's there just to stake out the oil. Yeah, and he doesn't want the guy to know, so then he won't like so he can't not let him on or like so know he that can't, it's so he doesn't have to pay him the full like oil price. Yeah, so he doesn't know he wants it. Like the he takes his son up there, and like his son actually discovers the oil that's yeah, there. Yeah, it's just like seeping up to the ground. Yeah, it's like there for the taking. And uh, he, the son asks uh, Daniel, like, "Well, are we gonna give any of the money to the Sunday family?" And uh, he's like, "Oh, we'll we'll give them quail hunting prices." <laughs> Yeah. So he's yeah he's uh, he's gonna rip him off basically. He's ready to fuck them over, and uh, in the middle of all this, we meet another of the uh, Sunday children, uh, Paul's twin brother, Eli. This fuck. Who uh, <laughs> at first you're like, wait, is is it the same person or yeah? Like it's kind of confusing, I guess, at first. But you kind of catch on later that, yeah, they're different people. You don't see Paul for the rest of the movie. Yeah, which tripped me out. Which, but you, when you find out, like, where he went and what happened to him. Um, pretty, it, 
I'll give you that. It's satisfying. It's super satisfying. It's fucking hilarious. Um, because Eli, Eli is a greedy little shit. Yeah, and he's got this town wrapped around his fingers. Basically, he's not pretending to be their priest, but yeah, because he's the leader of this weird little church called the Church of the Third Revelation, where he's their preacher, basically, and he's he's a fake faith healer, basically. Yeah, he's scamming everybody, scamming the town, screaming. Yeah, he's one of those. Like you go under the the tent, and oh, he'll treat you. He'll take care of your arthritis or whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but he's also he's also aware of the fact that there's oil on his land, um, and he knows that that's what Daniel's there for as well, and he tries to make a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, Daniel kind of like, you know, buffs him off a little bit. He's like, oh, you know, I'll give you uh, some money later on, and I'll give money to your church, um, and I'll let you, and I'll like mention you in a speech. I guess, which uh, when he finally does make that speech, he doesn't mention No, because he immediately, uh, Daniel does not like religious th- people. He does not believe. No. He, you can t- it, make, th- that's made apparent immediately. No, it dis- it disgusts him. Yeah, he's like, because he's like, there's no one, there, no one's going to help you. God's not going to help you. You have to do it yourself. Exactly. Yeah, he's like, he has that sort of self- determinative like quality yeah he's the god of his own world exactly um so yeah uh so he basically he makes a deal with the the dad by tricking him the Mm. father of the family Mm. um and uh daniel's adopted son kind of uh gets into this little relationship with the daughter of the Sunday family. Yeah, it's cute. Hey, <laughs> a little bit, yeah. And during that speech, uh, Daniel instead mentions that he, oh, he's going to name like, uh, he's going to name something. He was going to name something after Eli. But he names it after Mary. But he names Mary it after the, uh, the daughter, Mary. Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, and this pisses <laughs> Eli off the the look on uh, his face is just priceless. Yeah, it's really good. Like he has a great seething face because he's like it looks a little like, bit of a little bitch face, little resting bitch face. Yeah, but it also kind of looks like you know he's kind of like smiling a little bit. Um, but like you could see in his, in his eyes, eyes, it's so he's got crazy eyes. Yeah, it's great. Um, and it, and and he named it after Mary, also to kind of like. Because he immediately starts like kind of clinging on to Mary because his son likes her, and then his son like says like, "Oh yeah, she gets hit all the time." Oh right, yeah. And the dad's like, "Oh well, I'll take care of that." And yeah, he he talks, he actually talks to the the father, and he's like, "Yeah, if, you know, you hit her again, you know." I forget exactly what he says. He's but basically he's like, like, "I'm gonna get me a couple more boys, and you're not like, gonna do it ever again exactly. to anybody." Yeah, exactly. Like he's not he's not into child abuse. He's like you could disappear to tar pit at any day, nigga. And uh, he could get away with it. Yeah. Very easily. Yeah. I mean, he does get away with murder in this movie. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um so after all this, he basically owns the town. Um 
and he's drilling for oil, and they hit like this massive, like basically they say an ocean of oil. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, what they found in Texas not that long ago, but yeah. <laughs> um, so when they find the oil, there's like so much of it, it fucking like explodes the the oil derrick. They uh and, they they hit a gas pocket. Yes, a natural gas pocket, and this is before they knew how to collect that stuff. And it probably could happen nowadays, but they probably have ways to detect it and avoid it. And oh, stuff. for sure, yeah. But back then, they're just like, drilled. oh my god! And yeah, like, and then this huge fire explosion happens. Gas explosion, yeah. It blows the sun fucking to bloop! Mm-hmm. And uh, it deafens him. Yeah, sadly. It blows his fucking eardrums out. Yeah, it's... Nowadays, they could probably fix it, but, but back yeah, then... I guess uh, it's what they call tinnitus. Yeah, you... They they could probably have fixed it with like maybe not like completely, but they, nowadays I feel like some minor surgery or something could do it. Yeah. Hearing aids, all oh, that for stuff. Sure. Yeah. Um, but you can develop tinnitus from anything. Like I think I have minor tinnitus. If you, tinnitus. If you I just might. hear a con, like a slow, little bit like, of a ringing in your ears. Yeah. Like in your ears, like. Right. The yeah. Fuck's that? Definitely. Yeah. I definitely have it. Our gen- whole generation does. Because we just put the fucking headphones, headphones on blast. Bullvolume. This kid just got exploded. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and it creates like this like never ending like fire stream until they can cut it off by like exploding it. Yeah, and there's just you know, it's a really intense scene when uh, you know, Daniel's like running to the oil derrick and he, you know, gets his son. He's, like, he's why running is, with his son. What's the name of the son again? H W. He's like, Why is that Stabo? <laughs> And he's like, uh, yeah, he's like, the son's like, I can't hear my own voice. I can't hear my own voice. Yeah. And then uh, Daniels is like, oh, shit, the rig's on fire. And he runs outside. Yeah. And he's just like, yes, oil. Yeah, because he's like, I can handle this. But like, but if it's me. doing this, that means there's a lot of oil down there. Yeah, and his fucking, uh, his partner is kind of looking all distraught. He's like, what are you looking so miserable about? There's a whole ocean of oil between our feet. And uh, it seems like the partner, his part, his business partner, is more Concerned worried about, about his son. Well, he's also not his son. In a way. But still, I mean, he's... He's a still. bastard in a basket. That's a call-out for later in the podcast. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah. And then, you know, he's kind of dealing with... Uh, his son's deafness. Oh my god, we didn't fucking mention it, dude. And everyone, everyone knows this is the Goo Man. Oh yeah, if you've ever he seen, he did his South great Park. speech, and I finally, I heard, I saw those. I obviously had never seen this movie, so I knew the Goo Man speech from South Park. And like, I love how it's verbatim the same speech. He just replaces Goo with oil. Oil. It's so perfect. Like the South Park people, it's so. Perfect. But now that I've seen the movie and the thing, because it was funny anyway, because I'd seen like clips in the trailer, so I knew he talked like that and all that <laughs> shit. But like, the yeah, scene, it's he's a very like, distinct a way of talking. <laughs> like, he's like, a, I've got twenty-five men working seventeen drills. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you said if I said I was an oil man, you would agree. If you said I was a goo man, you would agree. <laughs> so I, I, he did the speech a couple times, and every single time, he's like, goo man, goo man. And just kept yeah, thinking out the whole movie, like he's just such a goo man. Yeah, he had a lot of different speeches. Yeah, this movie's kind of just—it's not an action movie. Like we're talking about the closest thing to an action scene yeah. this movie has. 
the oil fire. It is a really great scene, too. It's very well shot. Um, the aftermath is cool when they put the fire out with the blo- with the the wagons that they blow up. Yeah, they have the create like a cave in to seal the oil off so it'll stop yeah. exploding. And like, there's a shot of him like giving him the direction to do it, and it's like on like on his back. It's all in slow motion. It's really cool. The guys, there's just like only one guy with a shield. <laughs> or they had two, two guys, guys, but like the on, guys for in the each back. wagon. <laughs> yeah, it's like crazy. Yeah, and then uh, fucking Eli, like while uh, like Daniel's like out in the fields, kind of staking out more land. Eli fucking walks up and says, "Where's my money? Where's my church's money?" And fucking Daniel just slaps him in the face, bitch slaps, starts beating him like a dog, and is like, "Oh, can't you heal?" Can't you heal my son? Yeah. <laughs> um, and he fucking drags him in the mud and starts The smear- oil mud. Yeah, it's mud and oil, and he's just fucking... He's covering his face. He's, he's like, humili- I could kill you. He's humiliating. Yeah, he could kill him in front of all these people, and no one would give They're not even shit. reacting. They're just watching. Yeah, they're just like, yeah. They hate him, too. They're like, fuck this guy. Because he keeps trying to turn all the oil guys, too. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, he keeps telling Eli, like, stop talking to my men. Yeah, they can't spend time at church. Like, they don't, <laughs> and they don't care. Yeah, it's bugging them. Um, so, Open up a whorehouse instead. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what they wanted. Uh, So, yeah, he fucking humiliates him. And then there's a scene where uh, Eli is at dinner with his family yeah he's all covered in mud and he's just sitting there just so pissed <laughs> he just starts i just imagine that him and his brother just hated each other for sure and they they were twins because he the paul right yeah wasn't a maybe i mean he wasn't a little bitch he wasn't he just wanted to get he, away from that shitty little dump town he was the one who knew that the, the oil was there at least he knew yeah, it he first took the initiative he eli waited for something to come yeah yeah that shows the difference. He's not a self. That's why he man. didn't get shit. He's been yeah. The difference between him and Daniel because they kind of are like yeah. That's of, why yeah 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 yeah. The the yin they're sort of yin and yang. You know, fucking Daniel worked for everything that he has, and that's why he was a little more approving of Paul because Paul actually went out of his way mm-hmm. and worked and didn't and came to Daniel. And Eli fucking just, just asks and begs. And as soon as he gets there, kind of demands Tries to it. scam and demands. Assumes it. Yeah. You know, he doesn't earn any of his money. Yeah. You know, he just, yeah, he scams people. It's not even his land. It's his dad's land. Exactly. And then <laughs> he fucking is like, he calls his dad, you, know, you are such a stupid man. You know that? And he starts beating the shit out of his dad. Yeah, right in, in front, front of all the kids. Mm-hmm. And his mother. And it's just like... He's like, help me! Help me! <laughs> Dad is a little bitch, too. Yeah, you could see where he got it from. It would yeah. just suck to grow up. And, like, or like you have a son, and then you get older, and he just starts beating you. <laughs> it is something. Yeah, and they their land was kind of shitty. Like Their land was pretty much worthless other than the oil. Yeah, this town was a dump. Yeah, because all, all we have is... Potatoes and goat's milk. <laughs> yep. Garbage. <laughs> Trash. And they bought all the land for like a nickel. 
Yeah, and then once he fu- once he comes in, like there's like fancy restaurants now, and yeah, taverns, bars, and stores, the galore. Steak. Yeah. Um, and so later on, <laughs> this yeah, there's a lot that happens in this movie. Later on, long movie, almost three hours. Um. Daniel's long lost brother comes back into the picture. The scumfuck. <laughs> or who who well, just the somebody the actors is scumfuck. Well, not well he the always actor. plays a scumfuck. It's Benny from the mum the yeah, Benny from the Brendan Fraser mummy movie. The best mummy movie. It's a fun movie. Uh <laughs> so yeah, this guy he comes in out of nowhere, says that he's Daniel's like half brother or something. Um and basically um Daniel's convinced enough to let him like stay there, stay at his house with him and HW. HW is immediately like, hmm. He's like kind of jealous, but he's also mistrustful. Yeah. Um and so he uh he kind of goes through the guy's things. And he sort of re- and he does. I think he does find out that the guy is a fake. Is yeah, he-, he finds out something at least. But instead of telling Daniel, because he can't, he just fucking tries to light the man on fire, and burn him out of his bed, or burn him in his bed. Yeah, because he can't. He probably couldn't really read and write that well before, and now he's deaf, so he can't communicate and he can't learn. So murder, murder is the option. Burn this motherfucker. <laughs> Take the initiative. Hey, that's what this movie's all about. Um, and so, because of this, Daniel unfortunately sends HW off to. Because he a, realizes, a, like he he can't take he care of him. Cannot handle him. So he sends him off to a, a deaf school in a fucked up way. Yeah, he just. Leaves him. He, he like, pretends like they're going on a trip, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "I gotta go get something real quick." I'll be and like makes him stay, like it makes him believe like he's gonna be right back, and he just walks away. I mean, it's 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 a pretty intense moment because the dad's like actually like he's actually like crying. Yeah, he's you actually he's sad very about choked it. up about it. Yeah, he doesn't want to do this, but he just can't. He thinks his son just tried to kill like a another man, which it's kind of funny because he literally will. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that in just a second. Like you're no better than your fucking son. what the fuck? <laughs> He's not. Well, I mean, I guess he does bring his son. We'll talk about it. Yeah. So, uh basically the brother for like a very short time becomes Daniel's business partner. And kind of like way. best friend. They start bonding pretty good. Yeah, because he really thinks that this guy is his brother. He's convinced him enough. He knows uh, enough. Yeah, and there's like yeah, there's a scene where they're on the beach together, and that's the scene. And that's the scene. It kind of makes me laugh a little bit. He mentions like, oh man, a cherry bush. And he's <laughs> like, what? And he's like, yeah, you know, the, the cherry bush. <laughs> the guy's like, oh yeah, yeah, the cherry bush. And kind of looks at him like, what the fuck are you talking about? And kind of just goes back to like not paying attention to anything, and he's. Just, and then, yeah, Daniel, it is kinda silly, that yeah, right there. Daniel like, goes off into the ocean just, and then just <laughs> stares at him. 
Hmm. <laughs> yeah, he kind of. I don't it. trust you. You see in his face, all of a sudden, he just starts looking at him like weirdly, like the fucking cherry bush. You know that's <laughs> what he's saying in his head, like the, the cherry bush. Fuck. It's <laughs> so weird how like he doesn't like what he's like oh, forty. No, it's like the cherry bush dance or something. Something. I just was filling in the blanks. Like, Take her to the cherry bush dance, and then he kind of yeah, he gives him that look like. What? And it's just kind of funny, like, th- that's the thing that makes him immediately mistrustful of him. Just, he can't remember one, unless it, it must have been such a big thing. He never explains what it is. No. Um, <laughs> it's it's a thing that he remembers from his childhood. But, like, it's, it's impossible that his little brother couldn't remember that. Someone couldn't remember something for 40 years. What if he just didn't remember that, and then you just... <laughs> <laughs> it's a little... Yeah, the scene, he's floating in the water, He's just me mugging him from the ocean. Why do you have to go in the water to do that? I, uh, yeah, that's that's it probably one of the, silly. That's one of the silliest scenes in the movie. Uh, and then they go to uh, they go to some sort of like hoot nanny, some like brothel, a brothel, a saloon with a brothel probably. Yeah, and his fucking brothers. And all he's just sit- and his brother doesn't realize that anything. And he's uh, Daniel's just sitting there, just <laughs> I'm angry. <laughs> I clearly don't want to be here or like anybody. <laughs> but the brothers is like, ah, ha, ah, ha, ha, ha. he's all drunk and shit. Hey, it's can you give me this money? Like, fuck this whore. So, yeah, it's so annoying. She's not saying anything, but he won't stop laughing at like her just laughing, and he's just like, ah, ha, ah, ha, yeah, they're just yeah. He's, I hate him. Well, we don't Good. have to. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to deal with him for very long because. Uh, when they're out like camping or some shit, I don't know. They're out in the woods. Oh yeah, they're going to get the other guy's piece of land, Bandy. Yeah. Bandy's tract. I drink the blood of lamb. Well, they had already done that. They were leaving there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> so they're kind of like camping for the night, and fucking Daniel just pulls out a little like derringer or whatever, points it at the the guy, and oh, basically. Yeah, and basically makes him, whether it's like a false confession or a true confession, it's kind of ambiguous. Um, well, you but, know, he w- if he was really his brother, he wouldn't have lied. I guess not. So yeah, he tells Daniel that he knew his brother. Um, but the brother had died. But the brother died of tuberculosis. So he just stole his identity. Yeah, and just kind of took whatever he, yeah like he took the stories that he could remember and sort of used that to his advantage but he slipped up by not knowing what the cherry bush <laughs> dance was <laughs> and, and so daniel just says well not says any he doesn't say anything he fucking just shoots the man in the head twice yeah he just like he's just like he starts smothering him and he's like no 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 Burp. And he just shoots the bullet in the back of his head. And he just kind of goes like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's really fucked up. His, his brains are just scrambled. Yeah, you don't see any blood or anything. It really like, it feels kind of like how it probably would be. Because it's a small gun, like you said, and he puts it right to his head and just clump, clump. Yeah, the bullet just went right into his, yeah. Just scrambled right the back in. of his brains. Yeah. And then he just fucking buries him. <laughs> yeah. Buries him right there. And then he... He goes to sleep, and uh, Bandy, the man who uh, owns the this land that he's trying to get, uh, finds him, 
and uh, kind of confronts him about what he did. Yeah. Well, he doesn't confront him. He's like, actually, remember, no, he didn't buy the land yet. Because yeah, they had just been sur- surveying, and yeah, Bandy wasn't there. Because the grand, yeah, he went to to the farm or whatever, and the grandson was there, and the grandson was like, "We don't want no oil barons coming around here." Um, but then, yeah, we meet Bandy, and then he finds <laughs> he finds Daniel's gun, so he pretty much knows that Daniel murdered somebody yeah. and buried the evidence. Because there's clearly a freshly dug grave next to him. He didn't go yeah. far. <laughs> and there's a pistol that clearly had been used. Right. And so in order for Daniel to procure this land, uh, Bandy, wants, <laughs> Bandy wants Daniel to pray at the... Or no, to, to get baptized. To be baptized at it's the where, church. become a member. At, of the f- Church of the Third Revelation Church. It's like, why? Because, they, uh, I guess, uh, he kind And it's not to buy it, it's just to lease it. So they can oh, right, dig a pipeline right. through. Because he signed a deal with, like, the biggest oil company on the West Coast. Yeah, Western Oil. To build a no, pipeline. Uni- Union Oil. Yeah, to build a pipeline to the coastline so then they could just, like, pump it into barrels and then put it on ships. and Exactly. The beginning of the oil trade, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, so he has to he has to go to the church and he has to see Eli. Um, and this kind of, I guess, is sort of Eli's revenge. Mm-hmm. Um, because he uh, he makes Daniel uh, admit that he abandoned his child. Yeah, like his a, sins. Yeah, he's like, I abandoned my child. Say it louder. I abandoned my child. I abandoned my child. I abandoned my boy. Uh, And then he starts slapping him in the face to get the sin out. But really, he's just doing it because he's a petty little piece of shit. Yeah, scumfuck. Uh, And couldn't actually take him fair. Yeah, exactly. And Daniel's just laughing at him, which is really funny. Like, I'm going to get you. He's like, I'm going to get you for this one day. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. But someday. One of these fucking days, you unaging fuck. You little piece of shit. You never aging yeah. through any of this movie, you fuck. But then when he, uh, when he gets baptized, I think that part's a little silly, too. When he, like, he shakes the the water yeah. off. <laughs> no, the... I think the funniest part of that scene is when he's like, Give me the blood, Lord! And let me get away! Yeah, because he just doesn't take it serious at all, all the time. And I think that's why he goes, Because he's like, this is so fucking stupid. Yeah, he's... He hates religion. Yeah, m- like most of the leaders and founders of this country. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Dumb all right, fucks. <laughs> Other podcast. Yas. Um, and then I guess like, yeah, H.W. comes back. Yeah, because now he discovered like, oh, his son hated him for a reason. Wait, what? I feel like he kind of brings him back because he realizes like, oh, my son was killing a fuckface anyway. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. What have I done? And then, yeah, H.W. is like super pissed off. He starts slapping Daniel. Just beating him up. Yeah. And Daniel's like, oh, stop. And he takes him out. He takes him out for a nice steak and a glass of goat milk. 
goat's milk. Yeah. The town is it's all about goat milk. And they just love mentioning it. <laughs> and then yeah, he fucking uh he meets he sees that other that other uh oil guy, other oil baron or whatever. The guy who owns the other company that he's well, he doesn't own it. I think he just works for them. Right, but he's he's this guy that Daniel just loves fucking with. Yeah, because they had like original. This was this this was like they're like the biggest one on the East Coast, and they were trying to take this. Uh, they wanted the oil, right? But they were like they thought they had Daniel by the balls because they're like you don't have any way to like who cares if you own all the land and all the oil. Mm-hmm. Um, you have no way to get it out of there, and you don't have the capital or the money or resources to build the pipelines and the, all the structures and all that. You need a big company like us behind you mm-hmm. to do this, so we can sign whatever deal we want, you little bitch, and like maybe you take better care of your son and some shit. He tried to mad dog Daniel, big yeah, bomb, and Daniel's like, "You can go fuck yourself," because he he's like, "There's no way they'll do a deal with like the like for some reason he thought there's no way Daniel could do a deal." With the Western, uh, the West Coast guys. Right. I don't know why. They don't really allude to why, like, w- explain why he couldn't do a deal, why the other guy was so confident that he couldn't do a deal with them. But he does, like, immediately. <laughs> and yeah, they, when they go to the dinner, he's just like, Do I look like I can't raise my son now? <laughs> you look like a fool. You look like a fool. Yeah, because now he's, like, loaded. Because he signed the deal <laughs> yeah. and he's fucking boop. Well, he didn't mention the. The first, the thing that he says to him when they first have their little meeting is like, one night I'm going to come into your house, I'm going to cut your throat. Yeah, right after he made just like, he just made like, it wasn't a crazy even comment. He just kind of made a thing like, a comment like, oh, maybe take care of your son or some shit. Or, I heard your son is in the deaf school or some shit or something. I heard you had to send your son away. Kind of a passive aggressive shit. And he just immediately deals dead in his head. And he's just like, one day I'm going to sneak into your home and cut your throat. And the guy's like, what the fuck? Yeah, he <laughs> freaks the guy out. He's like, how could you say that? He's like, I meant it, bitch. Like, yeah, he starts leaning in. He's like, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm yeah. going to kill you. <laughs> You're being crazy. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> I can afford to be. Yeah. Um, It's all about the money because he knows it's all about the power. Yeah. And at this point, after, uh, after Daniel gets baptized, Eli immediately leaves town yeah, because at the end of the baptism, remember, he whispers something in Eli's ear, and Eli's face goes pale, and he gets this kind of look on his face like, oh. and then, yeah, he <laughs> immediately goes on, like, a mission. Like, yeah. He immediately just runs away. Yeah. Because I think he whispered, like, if you don't leave fucking town, I'm going to have your balls cut off, and you fucking stomped in the ground dead. Oh, yeah. And Eli's like, ah, I got to get out. I think I went a little too far. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll burn your church down with you in it, bitch. Like, yeah, it's it's great. And then uh, I guess we kind of like we flash forward a little bit. Um, H.W. grows up, uh, and he marries Mary. Mm-hmm. Cutely, right? And uh, Daniel kind of becomes more like despondent over the years. He becomes more of a drunk, I guess. Yeah, because eventually it's like you gain so much money, you're just like, oh, that didn't make me happy. I think he was just trying to constantly be happy, and no matter how rich he could get, he couldn't get happy. And like, what made him happy at first was getting the sale, and eventually you get so rich, you're not the one doing that. And doing it with his son, I think. Yeah, that that was the last thing he had. 
But now his son's older, and then we have this really kind of kind of devastating scene where the grown-up H.W. Because it doesn't get resolved either. It's just like, yep, it's ruined. <laughs> yeah, so H.W. comes in with his uh, sign language interpreter um, and basically tells Daniel, like, I'm going to move to Mexico and I'm going to start my own oil business and I just want, or my own drilling business and I want your blessing. And Daniel does not like this at all um, to the point where he basically tells uh, HW. He tries to like convince him at first and then once he realizes HW isn't going to budge, that's when he just immediately goes, like, you're dead to me. You're not my son. Yeah, he, he reveals it orphan. to him. He you're had never told bastard him. in a basket. And it makes it more devastating because the deaf child didn't know. The deaf guy didn't know. H- well, HW didn't HW know. HW didn't know. He was just like, don't say that. You're just being angry. And he's just like, he's like no. no, I'm not kidding. Your dad was of nobody and he died. And I took care of you. He, bastard in a basket. Like, I needed a nice face to be able to buy land with. Yeah, it's funny. And it's just like, damn. I don't think that's actually why. No, no. Because remember. They like, bond the whole time. and like, Yeah. He has a flashback. He flashes back. And it's kind of a. After cute, his son leaves. Yeah, it's a cute little moment of him like. Of the son, like taking his hat, and uh, yeah, they're always they, they, they didn't have the da- the son worshipped him before he became deaf, and you yeah. could tell it. And he liked the son too. Maybe he did for a minute, kind of have that like idea, but like he immediately fell. I mean, he fell in love with the kid, like for reals. He just was immediately like hurt, and like when you hurt someone like Daniel, he just he he can't. He just sh- says yeah. the meanest he shuts you out. Yeah, you're dead to him. Yeah, it's it's pretty sad. And then you can tell it really affects him because, like, the next scene, he's passed out in his fucking home bowling alley. Just with a stake next to him. <laughs> yeah. And then guess... And his butler's like, wake up! Wake up, sir! You have a guest! <laughs> and guess who it is? Slimeball Fucking Magoo. Eli. Uh, Looking like a slimeball of the 20s. Yeah, he's got, like, he's got, like, this, like, silver cross on. He's got, like, rings on and shit. Yeah, he said. Yeah, he went to like L.A. or something. A swindler. Yeah, an absolute swindler, cult leader basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Eli comes to Daniel's home again to ask him for money, or actually, no, to ask him to pay the five thousand and to let him know that that guy is finally willing to sell him the land instead of leasing. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a funny scene because he's explaining like all the th- his demands, and uh, Daniel's just eating a steak like oh yeah, and of course. drinking a giant glass of or a giant bottle of fucking vodka. Yeah, and he's just like oh, and I'd expect the five thousand uh, that you owe the church too. And he's like he's like In as advance, you should, as you should. He's like I want a hundred thousand a si- hundred thousand dollars signing bonus. And he's like as you uh, he's like only right. <laughs> And it's funny because he's just saying, like, he's a go agree with, like, and Eli's kind of like, oh, yeah, this is going way better than I ever could have hoped for. <laughs> and then he's just like, I love the reveal. He's like, hey, dumb fuck, there's no oil there anymore. Well, no, first he tells him, he first asks him, well, I want you to tell me that you are a false prophet yeah. and that God is a superstition. I love that. And he fuck- he's, yeah, he's like, I only have one demand. 
Yeah, and he fuck, yeah. and he makes him yell it. And he's just like, I can't do that. Uh, it's not true. That's a lie. And he's like, he's like, say it or you don't get the money. And he's just like, I'm a false prophet and God is a lie. He's like, say it louder. <laughs> and yeah, he just keeps making him say it over say and over. Say as you were talking to your church right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, this is your congregation. Say it out loud. Project. <laughs> I can't hear you in the back. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> And then, yeah, after he says he fucking basically renounces his That's God. That's when he, re- yeah, it's, yeah, you're right. That makes it so much better because he makes him renounce his God, admit that he's a swindler piece of little dog shit that'll do anything for a dollar. And then he goes, by the way, you ain't getting a fucking cent because that land is a pile of dirt. <laughs> drainage yeah he's like there's no oil left dumb fuck he's like what are you talking about it's an ocean he's like i bought all the land around it and just drilled into there and stole it you dumb fuck it's called drainage (laughs) yeah that's a real tactic they would do if you if you wouldn't sell to the oil company the guy next to him would and he they would buy that land and they would just drill because you only own so much of the land underneath you oh they could just go deep enough and just tap it and suck it all out (laughs) oh yeah and then he tells him perfectly legal too and then he tells him about his brother yeah he's yeah because he's like you know who's like better than you it was paul he was the chosen one (laughs) yeah 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 he knew where he knew it was there (laughs) he knew there was oil he's like i gave him five thousand dollars up ten thousand he's like i gave him ten thousand dollars flat cash in hand like that (laughs) <laughs> and he went out there and he created a company. He makes ten thousand a week. It's a nice little company he has now. <laughs> He's making ten thousand a week. No, a thousand a week. Yeah, he Still. makes a thousand bucks a week. Yeah, oh yeah, it's way more. Like, he Especially took that 10, back 000. then. Yeah, he took. Oh yeah, he's fucking loaded in like some like little town or like some town, L.A. or something. <laughs> yeah, he moved far away from that little shit bird. That dumpster town. Yeah, he moved to like East Coast or something, like Boston or something. Yeah, to actual Boston. And not you just little see Boston. Eli's face just fall when he hears about his brother. Like, ugh. he's just done. And then uh, the most, I guess, like the most famous. This is where the most famous line comes in, where. Uh, <laughs> He basically, he's, I guess, demonstrating how uh, he's sucking out all the oil. He's like, if I have a milkshake and you have a milkshake, my straw reaches across the room (laughs) and starts to drink your milkshake. I drink your milkshake. (laughs) I drink it up. Don't yeah. bully me, Daniel. Then he starts, <laughs> he fucking throws Eli onto the fucking bowling alley. Yeah, starts chasing around, throwing <laughs> things at him. And he's like, no, Dad, don't do this. We're brothers, you see? <laughs> he's like, I am the chosen one. I am the third revelation. <laughs> he starts throwing a bowling ball at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he starts th- Yeah, he's not the other idea. It's hilarious. And he's just like, ah, and he gets him once. <laughs> and, then he just, and once he runs out of bowling ball, he starts chasing him. Yeah, he starts throwing pins at him. Yeah. And then he finally nails him with one. And you see it when he gets hit with one, he makes a oh, he makes this like a little, little bitch. bitch voice, and you see it in his face like this shock daze as he hits the ground. <laughs> and he just lays there, kind of like defeated, like kind of shocked, probably dazed. I mean, a bowling pin to the dome would hurt. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just it is a good satisfying because like Daniel just runs up with another bowling pin. And kind of just stands there for a second like, like, what should I do? 
I know what I should do. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Bam! Two. Boom! Yeah. And just, just crunch, 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 and then just pool of blood. Yeah. And it, yeah, and then just it's, his butler shuffles back. Sir, what was that ruckus? I'm finished. I'm finished. <laughs> and that's the that's, that's the, the film. It's such a weird ending. It it kind of is. I get the beating part, but what do you mean I'm finished? <laughs> it's, it's just like whatever. It at this point, it's like it's a butler meant to clean that up. Probably Rude. did. He probably got away with it. Oh, I'm sure he'd just been like, this man had talked to me. Oh, scum for sure. fuck, poor piece of shit. So it's I crazy. beat him over the head with a pin. <laughs> beat him to death with a bowling pin. It's hilarious. Um, uh, yeah. Well, that's the movie, isn't it? That's a movie in a, a nice, tight, right compact a, nutshell. It's a movie in a nice little bastard. It's a nice bastard it's in a basket. It's a bastard in a basket. Uh, yeah, I have a lot of, like, conflicting, I like, thoughts about this movie because, obviously, it's a well-made movie, like most of the movies Lee shows me. I can't really ever fault Lee's movies on, like, low budget or low, low that kind of shit. I mean, Dark Man, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, but most of the time, no. Most of the time, the acting is going to be up there, even if I don't like it. Um. And it's a it's a it's a very walked movie. It's but like it's just it's long and like I definitely did feel the length. It didn't go by. <laughs> um, okay. It's just I don't like movies that are just the whole thing is just dun 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 dun. It's just the it's just this whole movie's gray. It's just there's not gonna be a moment of peace or happiness. <laughs> There was some. No. Briefly. No. <laughs> not not at all. Like yeah, there's some like moments where he's being fake and like, but in reality he's just swindling people out of their money or something. Like he's never real. He's never. He's always this kind no, of this yeah. He's a bastard. gruff douche. I mean, it leads into his character. And I, there's all this stuff, and I I actually like Daniel, but really. <laughs> I like the self-made man. It's not who I am. I'm just saying I like it. And I really like the kind of dude who's just says whatever the fuck he wants. And yeah. and, and and will back it up with his fucking attitude and his fist if he really needs to, but but can too. I don't know. I like that. And I like the way his talk is funny, obviously. The ghoul man. <laughs> Bastard in a basket. <laughs> his weird yeah, analogy. oil man. <laughs> I didn't have milkshakes back then? Yeah, they did. I feel like they had just invented ice cream. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I could see that, you know, this would be kind of long and kind of slow for you. Long. You know what's not long? Questions. Yes, who? Oh. Questions. Ooh. Ooh. It's questions. Questions for Lee? Questions. Questions for Lee? Questiones. Preguntas. Questions for Lee. Lee, I always go along with these movies, especially the older ones. How old were you when you saw this movie? And mm. 
Well, who and when and why? Who showed you this shit? <laughs> this shit. Okay. Uh. Well, I uh knew about this. I had heard about this movie when it was, you know, coming out. I was hearing all these things about it. Why were was a thirteen year old boy or twelve year old boy hearing all this stuff about there will be blood? Because I was a movie obsessed little fucking dweeb nerd with no life, so I was was on IMDb. I just rolled my eyes so hard it hurt my eyeballs. But. Is this that just seems crazy? But, it's not a teenage boy movie. But I did not watch it until ooh, I would say maybe only like six, seven years ago. I'm surprised. Why didn't you see it when it came out? Well, because I was fourteen and I Your couldn't go dad see it. Dad wouldn't take you. It didn't seem like it was a, a movie he would want to go see. Yeah. So yeah, I had to. I watched it on Netflix when it finally came out. Yeah, many years after it came out. Um, and yeah, I really liked it. Um, I this is a Lee movie. <laughs> I at first kind of did think it was it was slow, not slow, but like it was long. I did feel the length. And I didn't fully, like, grasp it 100%. Because um, there's so much that happens in the movie. It's a very dense film. Um, so I had to watch it again. Oh, and then uh, with each rewatch, I've liked it more and more. And Never again. It's, uh, I got it. <laughs> I understood it 100%. All right. Nothing sailed over my Big head. brain sterling. Nope, just was so bored I had to pay attention to the whole thing. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. But yeah, you know, I was probably... I not really feel like there was many big, like... I mean, there's messages. All these movies have messages, but... Well, there's... There's nothing like... It wasn't, like, super complicated. There wasn't, like, just, like, some crazy plot going on. It's just greedy man is greedy. But there's, you know, there's a lot of, like... I don't know, there's a lot of There's like little sub stories like dove dev child happening and things that happen. You just basically watch the life of a greedy man. Yeah, it's again it's kinda like Citizen Kane. Yeah. Except he doesn't fall into ruin. No. I mean socially he does and yeah. family wise he does, but like like Citizen Kane, but not money wise like Citizen Kane. Right. Yeah. So I think it's probably like, I don't know, twenty 425 when I saw this. Yeah. That's crazy. I thought you would have been way younger for some reason. I just felt like this would have been one of those movies that shaped young Lee's mind. <laughs> the gray man. The goo man? No, you're the gray man. Okay. Um. Yeah. Thank you. Spoop. Boobity boop. Drainage. <laughs> I think I know the answer, but like, um, what what was your favorite part? Oh, your favorite aspect or thing? God, wow, there's oh my god, there's so much. 
Uh, well, of course. I will say, say it does have a good sound. Sound design, yeah. The score, I fucking, yeah. I love the music. It like kind of almost doesn't fit <laughs> because it sounds like horror music. Uh, horror Sometimes, movie yeah, music. Yeah, they're it's going like and they're just like walking towards something, and then nothing <laughs> happens. Like something intense might happen, but not worth. Or like in the beginning when it first yeah, opens, it's got the horror movie strings. Yeah, he's like, just getting gold. <laughs> but he he's, falls. And but he's like, destroying. But even the land. after the tension. After even after he falls, it's still like building. You're like, he's already fallen. He's in the hole. <laughs> no, I, I I love the score. It's done by uh, Johnny Greenwood, who is the uh, lead singer or lead guitarist of the band Radiohead. The only I don't listen. To them. The only way I could ever watch this movie again. Without the prodding of a female human, would be if it was in theaters. Because I would, I do think this is a theater movie. Oh yeah, it probably looks great on the big screen. I don't know about look. I just think the sound. Look, too. it would look good. I'm not saying it wouldn't. Oh, but the cinematography is another one of my favorite aspects. It's good, but it's just like. Obviously, it's good. It's just like I'm getting a little like through your movies. I'm just like now I'm finding it's like there's a genre where like okay, it's obviously gonna be shot well. Like okay, that's not like a plus for it. <laughs> like when you get those directors and those actors and you get this theme, it's like if it's not shot well, you do fuck yourself. You go fuck yourself. I don't care how good the acting is. I don't care how good the score is. It's gonna it's gonna be a dog shit movie if it looks like dog shit. So that's your bare minimum is <laughs> good cinematography. You don't need amazing cinematography with guess who. You need good placement. You need a good little like background. I don't want to see fucking just target bags, but right. Your movie, it's like obviously it's gonna have good cinematography. So I'm just a little like, can that be even a plus nowadays? Like you gonna like it, but it's like. I don't know. Okay, well, there's other... Like, this, the, it doesn't stand out to me like the soundtrack does. Okay. Or the sound does. Like, like, what do you, like, what do you mean? Like, you mean the sound design? Yeah, like all the noises that are happening, the just background noise, the background music, like you said, the... Like, right. It, okay. it, it, that stands out because, like you said, it almost doesn't fit. But, like, I'm just saying, like, the cinematography, it... It fits... So well, it's just like course. it doesn't stand out to me. It's good, but like sometimes in a movie, I almost think good cinematography stands out when like when there's like a moment of really good cinematography. Like the whole movie's pretty decent, but then there's one shot you're like, okay, they uh, tried for this one. They tried. There's like fifteen thousand in a four hour long movie like this. Like every other scene is like, look at the oil covered duck and it's like, it's like look at the f- or yeah. daniel looking at the Ooh. like there's a lot of scenes like that in this movie so there's like they all kind of just blend together to me when the movie's this long okay i guess you have to watch it a few times even you said you have to watch it a few times to really appreciate it yeah yeah uh but of course uh i love daniel day lewis's performance um well, I mean, I guess we'll probably talk about it in the next question, but 
I almost kind of feel a little bit conflicted about it. Um, but I overall, I do think it's it's a great performance and it's a wonderful character. But wait, 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 what's your favorite aspect? My favorite, favorite aspect? Part of the movie, aspect, actor, thing, whatever. Man. We didn't really answer that one first. It's really hard. I mean, I... I do, I mean, I really do love how this movie's shot and stark use of, like, the desert landscape. Um, Yeah, I, I feel like the blood in the title isn't, like, human blood i feel like it's sort of metaphorical blood you know the oil is the blood of the earth it's sort of sucking the world dry because of this mm-hmm. um uh, i don't even know where i was going with that <laughs> there's this yeah there's just so much to this movie it, it's almost like reading a really great book like you a can't great pick novel out your favorite part yeah, it's just like well, I guess I really I really like the writing. I think it's just a really well written film. I think the dialogue is really great. It's I think it's pretty period accurate. Yeah. Without it sounding like too like Without ridiculous. Being too nitpicky. Or sounding like ridiculous. Yeah. It doesn't take you out. Like ah, hey, Sam. No, it's it feels very like it feels believable. Yeah. Um Yeah, I just I yeah, I guess I would say the writing. Okay. Well now I kinda wanna I I'm interested about this conflicting feelings you have about Daniel Daniel's uh part. Uh Daniel let's ask Lewis. the qu- next question. What's your least far- favorite part of this movie? Well I won't again, like I said, I'm conflicted, so I wouldn't say it's really my least favorite thing. The but biggest complaint. At least. One of okay, one of uh I guess, yeah, the biggest complaint I do have is that I feel like Daniel Day-Lewis is so intense as this character sometimes, it becomes comical. Yeah, because it doesn't, the moment or scene doesn't, or the moment doesn't call for someone to be this intense. Yeah, and the and his his... You know, his way of speaking, I'm an oil man, you know. Well, I think it's also, like, maybe they're just saying, like, sometimes, like, there are people in the world that no matter what, they're serious. Yeah. I mean... Like, you can't break their character. And most of the time, like, he's, like, yeah, he's what he's supposed to be. He's very, you know, intense and intimidating, um... You totally. I mean, there's never a point where I don't believe him as the character because Daniel Day Lewis, of course, is one of the greatest actors ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it just like uh, that moment, like at the beach, when he goes out and he mean mugs his brother. It's kind of silly. Fake brother. <laughs> yeah. I don't like you. I don't trust you. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna flow in this nice ocean. Look at my mustache. <laughs> this water's clear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cold right now. You know, and then there's the, like the ending a little bit. Yeah, the ending's a it's, little like it's kind of like it's kind of silly when you really think about it. Yeah, like really, this is how it ends. He he just beats the guy to death with a Eli. Like, like for so, why does it end with Eli's ass? 
Why didn't it end with him yelling, you're a bastard in a basket? It could have ended right there. But no, I guess they had to resolve the Eli story. I mean, they kind of did already, though. Yeah, I felt like that's his punishment. Okay. Yeah, I guess the ending is a little tacked on, but I still like it because we we get that great moment of, I drink your milkshake. And, you know, he tells him, like, you know, the land's been had. It's had. Yeah, you want to see Eli get fucked. Yeah. It's satisfying because he's just such a little shit. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Well, Lee. Then overall, what would you rate this movie? Wow. <laughs> we uh, we talked about a lot with this movie. Basically, yeah, we just summarized the plot because it's all we had time for. Um. Th- yeah, this is uh. Probably one of my favorite movies. Uh, I'd probably maybe say like top, mm, top twenty. I really wanted to show you this movie so I can show you Paul Thomas Anderson's next movie. Um, Does which it have is to be seen in order. No, but I wanted you because we're coming up on that movie's ten year anniversary. Um, so I kind of wanted to show you. Kind of wanted to wait for that. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, that movie, uh, it's called The Master, um, and that, that's probably my favorite Paul Thomas Anderson movie. I don't know if you'll like it. Never heard of it. Not a lot of people have, unfortunately. It's been on Netflix forever. Um, that's where I watched it. But, uh, this movie, before I watched The Master, it was my favorite Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Um... We've watched three of them so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boogie Nights, Punch Drunk Love, and now this one. Okay, that's who this director is. Yes. I haven't liked a single one of his movies. <laughs> oh, I didn't hate Punch Drunk Love, now that I think about it. Didn't you think... I liked... Uh, I remember Night? I didn't like... I hated the first half. Of Punch Drunk Love. And then once Love. he gets with the girl, I like it. And I love the scene where he beats the fuck out of those guys. <laughs> but what about Boogie? You didn't like Boogie Nights? It was okay. I don't remember like hating it or liking it. It was really weird. Okay. <laughs> and then you you didn't like this movie overall? We'll give you rating first. <laughs> um for me this is pretty much like a this is a 10 out of 10 movie for me. This is a masterpiece. Fuck. I gotta give it a one now, dude. This is to balance it out. This is 10 out of 10. Milkshake drinking ass. <laughs> what? Well, yeah. Sheesh. This is a great Sheesh. film. It's a great film. Masterpiece. Okay. To me. Oh, well. I mean, all right. Okay. Like I said earlier. All right. Okay. I'm conflicting. All right. Okay. All right. Because ultimately, yes, I don't like the movie. Um, I just don't like movies like that. I don't like stories like this. This doesn't bring me any joy. I got no joy out of that. I can say it's a good movie. I definitely did like parts of it. I like Daniel. Obviously, I like some of it because I was enthusiastic about talking about it. So I'm going to give this movie a six. Um, 
But you gotta think my scale is not like yours. Mine, I'm not no. grading it on acting, performances, cinematography. I'm act. I grade it completely solely on how to make me feel. Um. And if I was just going pure feelings, this movie would get fucking two. But the acting and the performances are good enough that it brings it up to a four, a six, because that those made it enjoyable. Daniel's perform parts. I mean, he's the whole fucking movie, he's, but like, I some, don't think there's a scene that doesn't have him. But I don't love every one of his scenes, but the scenes that I do like of his really do stand out. Like the randomly be- when he beats Eli's ass and yeah. when he beats him over the head to death and the the baptize baptism scene and stuff and the scene where he like leaves his son that scene's fucked up and it's sad but it's I like seeing him like like actually have emotion um, that isn't just greed um, even though he just moves on like two hours later but um, <laughs> so yeah I'm gonna have to give this movie a six okay um, that's your like your opinion man. Yeah, bro. Like, I just didn't get enough nog today. <laughs> nah, um, gotta get that nog, bro. Bro, everybody, you know, just let y'all know out there, it's nog season. So hit up your grocery stores and get you some nog. Um, nog, bro. And you know when you could, what you can do while you're drinking that nog, watch next week's movie. Let me tell you what you should watch. Well, what is it? Um. Well, I wanted. Uh, to show Lee the original Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Because after showing him Guess Who, I want, him, I, I want it while it's still fresh in his mind um, th- to compare the films. Like the mm. classic, because the classic is so different. Oh, I'm sure. Obviously it is. One, it's in an era where this like actually matters interracial. Like this was still kind of a big deal in 2005 even when you think about it. People were getting mad about Cheerio commercials back in 2013. So that's true. Uh, remember that com- Cheerio commercial that got com- a controversy because the dad was black and the mom was white, and there was like a mixed baby. I don't remember that. Yeah, I, there, it was a commercial that aired. I remember. I think it was during like the Super Bowl, and there was all this like, "How could you show this?" All these fucking. It's like, what the fuck? But whatever. It's 2013, and like, I thought this is like the future, but um, apparently not. Yeah, so 2005, like, it's not, it wasn't a big deal. No one cared that much. It's always out down in Ashton Kutcher. It wasn't like, I mean, Zoe's out down is pretty fucking. Well, this was, she was kind of unknown at this point, but. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, this is before. The big sellers were Bernie Mac and Ashton Kutcher for those movies. But yes, I wanted to show Lee the original. Um, it's way more uh, intense and dramatic. And this, I think you're going to actually like it. I think you're going to love the performance of, um, Sydney Poitier. Yes. I think I mean I, how could he not? Who doesn't love Sydney Poitier? I mean I Poitier. love him. I love him in every fucking movie he's in. He's amazing. And Actually, there's a really this will be one of my first movies I've shown you that has like a speech like a speech in it that's famous throughout cinema cinema uh cinema history and mm-hmm. it's actually really good and I think you're going to like it. I'm actually real excited to show you this movie. Um, But yeah, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to show while it was still fresh in his mind. I wanted him to still be able to recall Guess Who, and like be like because this Guess Who is just so much different. Um, But yeah, we'll talk about that more next week. Got a lot to talk about that. Obviously, almost spilling it now. But I think that's where we're gonna start wrapping it up. Um, But like I said, get yourself a carton of nog. 
If you want, put throw a little whiskey in there. Maybe throw a little cinnamon on that shit. You know, maybe heat it up. Mm, Tasty. Drink that shit. Watch yourself. Guess guess who's coming to dinner? Have a good time. Be ready for next week's podcast. Come here. Listen. Talk with us and discuss the podcast with us or the movie with us. Yeah. Uh, uh, Leave down in the comments your feelings on the movie. What you would rate the movie. Uh, did you like it? Did you not like it? What was your favorite part? What was your least favorite part? Um, do you think there was something we missed while discussing? You know, let us down. Let us know down in the comments. Um, as always, you can uh, uh, please rate, review, and share the podcast. It helps. Ju- even just the rate. The more ratings that we get, the more comments we get, the more reviews, the sharing. It all just shows the algorithm like, oh, people are listening to this podcast. We should sh- suggest this podcast to more people. Um, help some brothers out. Yeah, help us out, man. We're doing this for fun and free. We're having a good time, but, you know, we'd really like for more people to hear this shit. It'd be, it'd feel good, right? You know, that's how it works. Um, you can f- uh, follow us on TikTok. At it's not the worst movie or podcast. You can also follow us at, on Instagram at that. At the inst- on our Instagram, you'll find our TikTok linked, um, where we post like daily, almost daily content related to the movie facts. Usually, little factoids about a certain actor, highlight something like that. Sometimes a couple facts. You know, you never know what you're gonna get. Um, it's like Forrest Gump. Yeah, you know, it's just like the Nog. Um, <laughs> uh, and you know, shameless plug time. You'll also find our personal Instagrams linked in the bio of our uh, of the Instagram. Uh, at mine, you're gonna find my, the 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 tag for my dogs in uh, TikTok and Instagram. My book review Instagram uh, TikTok. Uh, follow us on all those things. Follow me on all those things. I post weekly content on reviewing books, manga, collectibles. Uh, show, showing off what the local what Barnes and Noble got going on. I show weekly content of a puppy dog, baby girl being a baby bubble butt. Um, and maybe if I can keep prodding this motherfucker, we're gonna get a nice little movie TikTok going soon. But you know, we'll see how that goes. Trying to push this piece of shit. We'll see if he gets it. Jesus. Um, you know, puppet master at work. Give me a minute. Uh, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Really Everybody, have a good week. Hope you enjoyed the episode, and we'll see you next time. Drink that nog, bruh. Dad, give me some of that nog, dad.